Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, It's funny when you do something like this twice a week, like host a podcast, you find yourself saying the same things in the exact same way. Have you ever noticed this? Oh, yeah. So I wanted to say just now, I wanted to say, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. But I thought I would mix it up today and say, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Trying to keep it fresh for y'all. You are living on the edge. I know. Shay. I'm just keeping it so fun and unpredictable. I'm so fresh. And so spontaneous. <laughs> you never know what I'm going to say. You never okay. know what's going to come out. <laughs> this may be controversial. <laughs> Stuart said to me the other day, he said, honey, you have to stop using words that are actual words. He said, if you're having a conversation with somebody and you think to yourself, is this a word? Just don't use it. If you have to ask the question, don't use it. And also, oh, you're going to have to give us a few examples. Oh, I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I just like well, to, you no know, fun. sorry. I know. Sorry. That's what you do, Shay. You like give us something and we're like, ooh, what is I it? Bait like you? the butt talking. Yeah, like the butt talking story where we're like, what was your butt saying? No one knows. I don't know. Still getting emails about it, though. Here's what I think sure your you butt are. was saying. Here's, I read muscles. Here's what your butt was saying to your masseuse. It was saying, in that vein. In that vein. (laughs) Have you been working out? (laughs) It's so good. Uh, We're so glad you're here with us here on Homemaker Chic Podcast. This is where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Although as the seasons have gone on, I think we're doing less rescuing and more just kind of knowing you're not alone in your grind. We're grinding right along with you hoping to give you some pointers and encouragement and laughter along the way as we all sort of set about this very, very important work in our homes. Um, We want to say thank you. We got a little, you know, we got conversational on Monday, which is great. And I love those episodes, but we didn't do the housekeeping like we should have. So I wanted to say thank you on Monday. I forgot. So thank you today to all of you who have started to support the podcast over on Patreon. So if you missed this in the first couple episodes of this season, Angela and I are writing Homemaker Chic, the book, a actual book, a real book, a beautiful book with photographs and stories, and it's going to be beautiful, but we need our patrons help to do it because it's going to be a self-published endeavor. So we're going to be doing all the photography, and that means some of us, I'm going to be going there, and she's hopefully going to be coming here. And um, anyway, lots of stuff, printing costs and all that to to account for, editors. So if you find value in the podcast, would you please consider going to patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast, and you can support the podcast there for just $5 a month or $10 a month. There's two different levels. Um, but that is how we are going to finance this book. And we shared this again a few season, a few episodes ago, rather, that right now, like less than 1%, less than a lot less than 1% of listeners of this podcast uh, support it over on Patreon. And so we really need, if it's within your ability, we need you to go there and we need you to do that so that we can fund this book because we're writing it come hell or high water. <laughs> And if it takes us 10 years to budget for it, then that's what it's going to be. Hopefully, that's not the case. Um, no, our our goal is to have it to them for the holiday season. That is our goal. This year. Yes. Yep. And so today's Thursday. Yep. So when you are a patron, um, a fangirl patron in particular, 
on Fridays, you log into Patreon and you're going to get to read an excerpt from the book. Yes. Unedited. So that's what we're doing is to say thank you. Obviously, you're going to get the video format of the show and the other perks, but we want you to feel really involved in this book. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to give you little snippets. Mm-hmm. And so far- Lovely. Beautiful little breadcrumbs along the way. So so far, uh, the reaction to those has been good, which tells me we're on oh, yeah. the right track in terms of what we're writing about. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Of course, we'll put links below this. So click the little arrow that's pointing down wherever you're listening to this and it'll pull down the show notes and you can click a link there. Super easy. Uh, but a lot of you already have done that since we asked for help in doing this. So a huge thank you yes. to the patrons who are keeping this podcast on the air for all the people. You might have to keep talking. I think I'm going to sneeze. Oh, that's nice. Oh. You're not allowed to do that in public anymore. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Oh, so Thursday. Okay. Yes. Thursday. Here we are. Everybody's working for the weekend. I do not like to work on the weekends. I don't either. I get really like, Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. infringed upon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's because we work at home and everything is so, um, dang it, my nose is itching so bad. Messy. What's the word I'm looking for? It's all so sloppy. It's all (laughs) watercolored together. Right? Yeah. Right? And so we try really hard to be like, this is when I work. This is when I look at my email. This is when so I respond tough. to things and take care of business. Mm-hmm. And this is when I don't mm-hmm. because that's my downtime. Yep. Yep. It's really difficult. Saturday mornings in particular, I am very mm. aggressive about because I am so grateful for my house. I have lived in so many rentals. I have lived in fishing shacks. I mean, like we've had, we've, you know, it's, Yeah. We're here now, and I am so grateful to be here, and I love my house. I love tending to my house. I love cleaning it. I love making it beautiful for my family. I love using it, and Saturday mornings are like my time to just connect with it because Mm -hmm. in the week, it's like we're using it. You know, we're just yes, we're just bashing it and bashing it and bashing it, and Saturday morning is like my time to be like, hello, friend. Right. We're on good terms, You're right? Lovely today. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let right. me just dust this little corn. Like we're okay, right? Um, and I love that. I just need that time to get connect back with my space. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, do you ever get the feeling like you could actually just be home all the time? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the winter, I am home most of the time. Yeah, I haven't left the house since. No, I lied. I went to the pig yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, yeah. for I haven't left the house since church. Yeah. It's usually church, and then Friday mornings I go to the resale shop, mm-hmm. thrifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the winter. I mean, there's nothing. There's no other reason to leave. It's so barbarically cold out, mm-hmm. and and I love to be home. Mm-hmm. I love to be home. Mm-hmm. Did you always love to be mm-hmm. home? Yes. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, – <laughs> Like even as a kid, I remember thinking I would want to spend the night at a friend's house, mm-hmm. and then by the evening, like just calling my mom, mm-hmm. like, "Can you just come and get me?" Mm-hmm. My mom and yeah, I used to have a code word, where okay. if a friend invited me to stay the night, and either I changed my mind or 
you know, like wasn't feeling it. Like I didn't actually mm-hmm. want to stay, but I you had to mm-hmm. call from a home phone back in those days yeah, on a cord. Yeah. So your friend mm-hmm. was like, yeah, call your mom. Just call your mom and see. Right. Our code word was cookie crumbs, which is not so easy to work into a conversation. <laughs> but that was our code word. That meant say no or come get me, you know? Oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Cookie, cookie crumbs. Crumb. Uh, yeah. Oh. Sorry, I forgot to clean up those cookie crumbs <laughs> before I left the house, mom. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I probably wasn't even that smooth. <laughs> cookie crumbs. <laughs> My friend's what? <laughs> Yeah. Just a spontaneous outburst. Yeah. So even at that age, you you wanted to yeah. be home. Have your sense of yes. place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I and with jobs, like dreaded going to work. Yeah, I just could be home all the time. Mm-hmm. Home body. Proud home body. Mm-hmm. That and that's why like my home is I've always looked at my home as like, okay, I really don't like functioning out there. <laughs> Uh-huh. That doesn't really seem like a place I can thrive, so I have to create my own little world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everywhere I've gone, I've always tried to create my own little world, like via through gardens, through like how I feel when I walk through a room, like mm-hmm. little stations around the house. Okay, this is where I watercolor. This is where I do that. Like I, I do. I like literally make my own world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I genuinely question how much we're actually supposed to interact with other humans. <laughs> I do. And I'll have you guys know, I'm actually really, I'm overly nice to people when I'm out. I am not confrontational. I am not mean. I have never, like, if you give me a hair in my food, I'll probably just eat it. I won't say anything. I'm just not that person. <laughs> but then I get home and I'm sweating. <laughs> just, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think as a homeschooling family, and I've tried to explain this to my kids, but they've only known homeschooling. And so they don't mm-hmm. have context for it. But I said, you don't understand actually what a gift we're giving you, Partic- <sighs> particularly if you are a homebody. I remember I just really hated school. I I hated it so much. I loved learning. I loved learning. I hated school. And I was good at it and I could do the assignments. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. It was this this whole social part of it. When you could mm-hmm. get up and it was a beautiful spring day and you're like, I want to clean my room today. And it's like, nope, today's like every day. You have to just get up, pack your gross lunch and go to school. That's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. So you weren't allowed to like lean into your uh, feelings or your mm-hmm. your directives at all. And I think mm-hmm. truly, as a homemaker, that's one of like your greatest gifts. It's like, you know what I feel like? I feel like doing my spice cabinet right now. <laughs> like right. it's I want to open the windows. It's a beautiful day, or it's or it's gray and foggy outside. And I feel led to just like, let's start a fire and let's go read our books by the fire today. Like you get to sort of follow those emotions. What would you call mm-hmm. those? Not motions. It's almost like well. It's like intuition, intuition. Like it's feels it's for me, feeling. it feels very chemical. Yeah. Like this is this is me today. Yeah. Me, me want fire. <laughs> you know. <laughs> me want organized spice cabinet. You know, it's just like yeah, yeah. And so I've tried to explain this to Georgia. Like it is actually a gift because you realize if you had to go to school, it would just be you know seven thirty to three thirty till you're eighteen. I mean. 
Oh my, I just felt like a life sentence. It felt like a life sentence. I remember in high school, we had a water pipe burst in our building and school got canceled for two days, like on a Tuesday and Wednesday. And I remember actually Uh crying and thinking, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, because randomly you just got two days where you could just be. I just remember feeling like that was the the best gift anyone could have given. I I, I mean, I, I I know this is controversial. <laughs> like, like, I should have just dropped out. Yeah. Like, I'm serious. Like, after sophomore year, like, what? what? I knew I wasn't going to go to school. I knew I wanted to stay home and draw and do creative things. Like, it, all it did was suck my soul away from me. It was – I hated it. Well, it I can actually take it. somebody who's like you – it's not like you're lazy. No. <laughs> Heck no. You're super entrepreneurial-minded, creative. Like, you're a hard worker. Yeah. It takes somebody like that and actually can make them lazy because – No, it ground me down. Yeah. It did. It made me lazy. Yeah. I was just so defeated. Yeah. But when I graduated, I was like, big middle finger to everything. I'm – excuse me. Hit my mic. I always do that. I'm just going to yeah. sleep in – do nothing. Like by the, I was so unmotivated by the time I graduated, mm-hmm. apathetic and just worn down. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah, it took me like a couple years to recover yeah. from it, and I feel that watching watching my kids, a couple of them in particular, I just think you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because you I'm watching you flourish. And on the days where you're not flourishing, like I get to care for you instead of casting you into the wolves. Mm-hmm. And being you like, know? yeah, sorry. Suck it up, soldier. <laughs> There'll be plenty of like uh-huh. I you know, some people would think like, well, that's real life. You have to uh, you have to expose them to real life. Like, I got I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I little edge in your real voice life. there. <laughs> Huh? Well, edge in your voice there. Yeah. I got it. Okay. I got it. <laughs> They're getting exposed to real life on my terms, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I set I positioned them. Okay, you're gonna go I, I did that last week with one of my kids. There's something they really didn't want to do. I know they needed the social skill. I knew they needed to feel the pinch of the awkward and I made them do it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But that was my call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a gift that is. Mm -hmm. I basically kind of did drop out um, in a way because I did after sophomore year, like I did two years at our high school and it was, I just hated it. Um, And so I did running start, which actually that's pretty controversial. Um, But at the time. Why is it? (sighs) um, That's a different topic. Okay. But. I did it. I was super self-motivated. I didn't need somebody to be like, turn in your assignment, show up to class. Like I could Mm -hmm. do that. I knew how to do that. So I did really, really, really well in college. But I only had to go to class Mm -hmm. for three hours a day and I could work full time. And, you know, if you don't have like an attendance record at your community college, you don't show up for math. Mm -hmm. You just don't have the lesson. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that helped, I think, but it comes with a big bite too. And I think this is definitely part of the, just in case anybody's doing running. Do you guys have running start or is that Washington thing? I think it's a Washington thing. Oh, I, mean, okay. I remember, I remember girls leaving early to go to beauty, beauty school. school. Yeah. Or, um, I, 
could have been done by noon. Yeah. But I loved choir and that was mm. last class. Oh. And I just couldn't bear. So I like I sat around just bored out of my skull for hours. Because mm-hmm. I was done. I had all my credit. I was done. Yeah. You know? Waiting to go to and I loved choir. Waiting to go to choir. Yeah. It was tragic. Yeah. I mean, what a waste of time. What a waste of energy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um the problem with running start is I so I graduated. I went to the college full-time junior year and senior year. And so I graduated with my class from high school, but at the same time, I'm like, I haven't seen you in two years, which when you're 16 is like an eternity. You're like, just, Mm -hmm. you know, you might as well just be dead. Um, Mm -hmm. And graduated with my AA degree from the community college at the same time. So the problem was then I, I went to WSU and showed up as a freshman or as a freshman, but as a junior right? So I'm in all these junior classes and I'm 18 years old and I've never left home before and I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm unsaved. (laughs) And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's just a recipe for disaster because you're with Mm -hmm. 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds, 26-year-olds. And then I got done with college when I was 19 and I'm like, okay, now what? Like, I'm a baby. Yeah. And- like this was supposed to take catapult me into the next stage of life and I'm 19. Like I'm not at the next stage of life yet. Right, right. You can only uh push it so far and then And then it just kind of becomes this arrested development of Yeah, yeah. You can only go yeah, mm-hmm. you can only go so far. So I think that's definitely okay. a bite and I think it's a bite that's worth not doing it for, truthfully. Mm-hmm. But, you okay. know, people are different, families are different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hmm. Looking back, I pr- I wouldn't do it again. But looking back, I wouldn't go to college. I don't think. Yeah, I I was not having college. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that animal science degree. Go milk my cow now. <laughs> Only cost me forty thousand dollars. <laughs> Which is probably a steal could have bought, bought a lot of cows. <laughs> right. Read some books. Googled a few things. Watched some YouTube videos. <laughs> Would have been fine. Would have been fine. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. Um, why don't we do our talk about our wine? Okay. And then we'll talk about what we are talking about today, which I actually don't remember what it is. So, Well, it actually kind of works because we're going to talk about uh, putting the fun back in downtime today. Oh, okay. So we're, th- th- this, it has sort of kind of gone that way okay. thus far. Good for us. We're pros. We are. We're okay. Amazing. Uh, this is the part of the podcast. We would like you to pour a glass coffee, tea, iced water. I've been drinking a lot of electrolyte water lately, pre and post workout, or uh, dry farm wines or wine. Take your pick. Wine. <laughs> um, this is our beloved. Ooh, that's a fun one. Our beloved dry farm wines. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And the reason that we want you to check these wines out is because they don't undo all of your hard work. So they're organic they're biodynamic there's no added yeast there's no added sugars there's no added chemicals or flavorings or colorings and Stu and I were enjoying a glass actually the other day and he said you know it's interesting when you start drinking these wines there's like those first couple sips where you maybe feel like you're missing something because it's so not you have this expectation of what wine tastes like Still. Right? You're like, yeah, I know what a red wine tastes like. 
but then he said once your tastes sort of acclimate to this new wine you realize like that was crap and so we were trying to kind of come up with an analogy like what is that like and what we ended up coming up with was my favorite analogy he's like it's like when you get used to having wonder bread sandwiches and you think this is what bread is well then the first time you taste like a sourdough bread you're like this is not bread bread is white and yeah. squishy and soft and it sticks to the roof i know what to do with that mm-hmm. but then once your palate acclimates to sourdough and you try to go back and eat wonder bread it's terrible you know unless you're my son my dad He's still like, loves wonder my- bread oh my goodness he wants bologna sandwiches with mayonnaise on wonder bread that's what he grew up on as a kid that's what he loves <laughs> Hayden says, can't you just make white bread, like store bread? Mm-hmm. No. No, we can't. Not no, without can't. a lot of additives and chemicals, which is also how they get those commercial wines that you're probably so used to enjoying. Uh, but these wines are alive. So they're grapes, uh, wonderfully grown on small little family farms. They're pressed, and then they're left to ferment, and they're bottled. And like that's it. It's very uncomplicated. Mm-hmm. Um so alive and so beautiful. Okay, so I'm really excited about this one. Okay. This because tomorrow's the weekend. Yes. Um, this makes me laugh because there's a pink elephant. Sure. I will not be seeing pink elephants this weekend, but that scene from Dumbo, that creepy psychedelic. I hate Dumbo. Scene, I love that song. It makes me laugh. With all the creepy pachyderms, mm-hmm. the pink pachyderms. That made me laugh. Anyway, so this is um Stren BFF, which I think is really mm. cute. Um, this is an Austrian wine, and I haven't tried it yet. It's for this weekend, but okay. so I'm looking at my notes. Twelve point forty four percent alcohol, zero point four uh, grams of sugar per liter. Mm-hmm. So that's like Nothing. doesn't even count. Yeah. Um, it says full bodied, heavy bodied, medium bodied. That's what it's falling under. And uh, I like this description. Lovely depth to the nose with a hint of oak aging brings sweetness and complexity together in this serious wine. Serious. So the- Serious, serious wine Ooh. has me very intrigued, and it it can go up against like the earthiness of mushrooms and charcuterie. So I'm very uh, looking forward to trying mm. this. What are you going to eat it with? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have some beautiful mushrooms in the fridge that I've been wanting to do something with. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'll make steak or something. Yeah, I made steak last week, and I was like, oh yeah, this is why oh, this yeah. is your favorite did- food. <laughs> I know. We did for Juliet's birthday and it, the same thing. Oh, my God. I could eat steak every day, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could. Mm-hmm. Without a – no problems. Mm-hmm. My friend Amber, her husband is a big elk hunter. And he's taught his boys also how to hunt elk. And his actually – it works out well. His family is Native American. And so they hunt on the reservation up here. We have big reservations up in Washington. Mm-hmm. And um, so they'll hunt the res and – they do really well there. And this year they brought home three bull elk. And how do you even have freezer? Oh, you space should see their freezer. Cause I work out in their gym sometimes. They have a gym in their uh-huh. garage. So I'll go there and work out. And that's where they keep their freezers. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, you can almost hear the angel singing from the freezer. You know, you're just like, oh, like it's so big. <laughs> And she always jokes like, elk is always saying to beef, anything you can do, I can do better. 
but it's she's a great person to have as a friend because she'll bring the meat sometimes and it's just yeah rich and red there is something about red meat that like scratches this itch in my body that nothing else even comes close to mm-hmm. it needs to be rare and it needs to be red and it can be sheep it could be elk it could be beef but like it has to have those qualifications I need it red and rare, please. Mm-hmm. And salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Good salt. Yeah. Good I've pepper. never I don't think I've ever had elk before. Yeah. Super good. Uh is it gamey? Um, no. It tastes like elk. But it also tastes <laughs> I would hope so. Um, it tastes like beef. Okay. Uh it tastes like elky beef. Okay. Texturally very similar to beef. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I want to try so some. good. That's how it is with Darleth. They bring the meat. Yeah. And I always think, I love you. Yes. Just please. Thank you. Please bring it. It's so exciting. Yeah. Actually, one of Amber's young boys, he's their eight-year-old. So he shot this bull elk and he said to her, do you think Mrs. Elliot would trade me some of their milk for some of my elk? And she's like, yeah, honey. All day, I think, son. I think so. <laughs> right. Be careful. So I'm just waiting. Right. I'm waiting for Cece to come back and milk so that we can trade. Right. I'm all about that. Uh, I'm all about the bartering. What a cool system. I, I love it. I got this. I got too much of this and not enough this. Mm-hmm. And you have the opposite. Imagine that. So cool. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, really quick, I'm going to make a, a – really sloppy segue here because we are talking about food and freezers. So we have um, some listeners that tried to use our Harvest Right mm. freeze dryer link. And so it, first of all, a, a proper welcome to Harvest yeah. Right freeze dryers because they are a new sponsor of the show. And so we have their ad, but I just would like to yeah. take the behind the mic time to say thank you for being a new sponsor and apologize to listeners who tried the link uh, last week and it wasn't working. It is working now, mm-hmm. so if you check the show notes, um, how do we do bitly b i t dot l y mm-hmm. forward slash harvest right homemaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not an ideal link, but we know you guys can help us pull it off. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, we we did it that way because it otherwise it was really long and gibberish. Yeah, so b i t dot l y spells bitly forward slash harvest right homemaker. Mm-hmm. So thanks to harvest right for. Being a new sponsor, um, I just got mine. Shay's been using hers for a while. She loves mm-hmm. it. Mine is sitting there. I forced and the whole her to. I was like, you have yeah. to get this machine. This machine will change your she life. She keeps <laughs> sending me pictures of food she's brought back to life. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's mad. It looks like a space machine, first off. Um, but it's it's magic what happens when you're used to dehydrating food. Or canning Which it or freezing mm-hmm. it. You're used to mm-hmm. the constitution of it completely changing. And we've learned how to do that in really good ways, but some of them are not so mm-hmm. good ways. So, for example, like if you pickle a pepper, you don't have a pepper anymore. You have a pickled pepper. And it doesn't taste like a pepper. It tastes like a pickled pepper. Yeah. Okay? If you freeze that pepper, it tastes different. It, the texture is completely yeah. different. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, if you dehydrate it, it doesn't come back. As what it was. Right? And so, like, we've learned how to do this, and this is good. But freeze dryers are, like, something completely different because the food, it's still, like, exactly the food. 
in a weird way. And then when you add it to a liquid or you add liquid back to it, it comes back completely as it was. It does not. Stu's explained it to me a bunch of times and I've watched videos to figure out how it works. I'm like, this is like rainbows. I'm just never going to understand what's actually happening. I still don't get it. I I just really love it. (laughs) I know. Still don't That's understand why Stuart- cameras or vinyl. <laughs> I know. I don't understand I know. any of it. <laughs> so Wait, often what? sound on plastic. Our kids ask questions like, "Where do tornadoes come from?" And I'm like, "Magic. It's just God's magic." And isn't I don't right? feel the need to understand. Like somebody does. Oh, I don't either. There's some stuff I don't. No, I'm like, I don't care. I don't know. Yeah. Like sa- yeah. Or freeze dry it. Yeah. Like, yeah freeze dry. I'm excited. I don't know. It looks like to me. <laughs> It looks like a little um, appliance, like in a Paris apartment, how they have like the little washer and dryer tucked under the yes, countertop. It does. And uh, I'm just very, I'm very much looking forward to this year's harvest because no matter how diligent I try to be, I do grow food that ends up going to the pigs. Yeah. Like, you know? Yep. And I hate that. Yep. To my shame. I'm very excited to have another tool under the waste not, want not category. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think it can be really helpful for our audience. And this is why we, you know, we're like, yes, absolutely. Let's bring them on a sponsor. Because a lot of our people want to kind of get into, I don't want to just say homesteading because we're so much broader than that. But there's an aspect of them that wants to be a part of this in some way. Um, But canning Mm -hmm. is a skill and it takes resources. It takes honey and sugar and jars and lids and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Pickling, especially fermenting, like that can be really intimidating to people and uh, for whatever reason. I think it's really still important we learn how to do those things. Mm-hmm. But freeze drying, you literally put the food into the tray and then you push the start button. Boop. That's it. Like that's completely it. It set, It even senses like the moisture. So it'll just do it to the right amount each time. Oh, It's really intuitive. So that's it. And I think for somebody who's wanting to get into preserving food, this is such a wonderful segue into mm-hmm. it. And if this is what gets you excited about storing up food and like great, do it. Great. Especially when you price out freeze-dried food items at the store, which are very very Yo. very expensive. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Okay, super super happy to have them. So, we are going to I mean, we kind of started, we kind of opened the show like this. <clears throat> um intimating at it, but like we're we're going to talk about Putting the fun, making downtime fun again. Mm -hmm. And I know like the words downtime and homemaking (laughs) seem slightly oxymoronic, but uh, there is downtime. There are pockets. And I think what we do with them really, really matters, Mm -hmm. especially we sort of closed out Monday's show kind of down, you know, just on adapting to everything that's happened in the last couple Mm of years. And, And that's the idea behind this this season is we can do this. We can make yeah. things fun again. And it's very important what we do with our downtime. Is it uplifting? Is it edifying? Does it encourage us? Mm-hmm. Are we are we looking at it as a gift? And are we are we treating the gift good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This time of year, I feel like downtime is really difficult too. And I know we have like listeners in Florida and Australia and right. you're not in Siberia where we are both right now. Um, so this, I know that this isn't like across the board relevant to everybody, but I feel like it's very easy to get sloppy in downtime in the winter because mm-hmm. you're just sitting by the fire because you're 
cold. (laughs) And the easiest thing to do is just to pick up your phone. It just is. Mm. Um, And so I think there's part of us that needs to fight that in terms of downtime. And then I'm also trying to use that time on the phone to do something productive. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's downtime. But uh, for example, I just ordered a a tile sample. Like I've been needing to do this. I need to pick out the tile for our bat shower. So I just did it. And it was like a stupid thing, but it was like, it took 15 minutes for me to find the one I was wanting to get and put in my information. And, um, and it was a great thing to like tick off the list. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, you know, that's what is so interesting about downtime is it can be productive. It can be fun. It can be restful. Um, Mm -hmm. it can be flippant, not in a bad way, just like a, let's just do something fun. Um, and so it's, it's so broad and it covers so many different aspects of our life. I mean, a lot of times in my quote downtime, I like mop a floor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've got 15 minute break here between school and supper and I'm going to, you know, listen to something or an audiobook or something and like that's relaxing to me. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't begrudge uh housework with downtime because Typically, my my lament with housework is I don't have enough time to do it. Yeah. So if the if a pocket of time presents itself and I can do something and do it well, I I really do enjoy yeah. it. I do as yeah. well. I really enjoy cleaning my house. Um, that's really restful to me. And I'm I'm sure some people are like, "What's your problem?" <laughs> but um, I that's we okay. talked about this, and I think that this is worth restating. Because it's been really um, helpful for me. I saw another Instagrammer who said this. And she said, Hmm. people always ask me, like, how do you have enough time to do all the things that you do? And maybe we should explore Mm -hmm. that question a bit. But her response was, you underestimate how motivated I am by beauty. (laughs) Where did I just see that? I I think I said it. It's it's really, like, um, stuck. Because I'm like, that's it. Okay. That's it. Oh, you un- like you. You just yes. Yeah, and you, that's not to you say you underestimate what I will do to get from point A to point beauty. Yeah, yeah. Um, ne- not everybody's like that. Um, right, right. I had an hour of downtime the other day. It was between schooling okay. and supper. And lest you think we're just living this posh life, you know, pouring our dry champagne, <laughs> dry farm wines, champagne all over ourselves. Um, we have a bathroom. One bathroom, and this bathroom bathtub has been broken. The drain on this bathtub has been broken for four and a half years. It was broken when I took a bath. I remember having to finagle it or something. Yes. There was something special I had to do. Yes. Yeah, so I remember that. <laughs> normally in a bathtub, you have a, a switch that you flip, and it drops the plug and then raises the plug. That broke almost as soon as we put the bathtub in. And so instead of having that, now we just had a hole where that was supposed to be. Okay, so if the bathtub got too full, the water would go through the hole, right? And then you, in order to plug the bath, you actually had to manually drop the plug in yourself, which never went in perfectly straight. And then the wire gets all bent up. And anyway, this has gone on for four and a half years. Also, when you pull the plug to drain the bath, there's no, you, you just like have to pull it out. Okay, so then the water spills over the open pipe and drains down through the hole in the floor in to our crawl space. And this went on and on and on. And y'all, I had just bloody had enough. 
I'd had enough. So I had an hour of time. I run to the hardware store. I get what I think I need to fix it. I come back. I say a couple swear words. I mess with this thing. I dislodge the hairball from hell somehow in this pipe. I don't fix it. Okay. At the end of the day. But the next day I get up and I carved out 30 minutes of time in this school gap. I go to Lowe's. I get the piece. I actually need to fix it. And I bloody fix it. And it was like the best thing I've ever done. And this morning I took Juliet into the bath and I'm like, honey, look at this. She's, this has never been fixed in her life, you know? Her whole life, like, right? This is how normal, like, you switch the flip, but you can start your own bath. Switch. And she's like, yeah. this is amazing. I'm like, isn't it, though? <laughs> isn't it, though? And I can't, this tied into what why we were talking about this at the beginning. But, okay. um, but it was just this idea of, like, downtime isn't necessarily unproductive time. And what looks like fun and what looks like, you know, to me, that was more – more motivating. Like Stu wanted to rest. You know, he's still not 100%. But Mm -hmm. so he was resting and he was like, do you need my help? I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I can do this. I know I can do this. (laughs) You underestimate how motivated I am by beauty. And that stupid hole in the bathtub really, really bothered me. Mm -hmm. And the water had started to damage the floorboard. You know, I mean, it was just a kerfuffle as these things are. And yeah, um, it's not that I have some superhero energy. It's just literally I am so motivated by beauty and function that I'll do almost Mm -hmm. anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's how I've been the last couple of weeks at our bathroom floors. So we're all all three bathrooms are under construction. One we're creating. Mm -hmm. One has had um, plywood flooring. With a big chunk missing out of it. So it was like subfloor, plywood. <laughs> mm-hmm. So horrible. Like I dry coated white paint on top of it just so it wouldn't look as bad. I mean, that's just a joke. Um, the other one was just stained planks. I, I just went crazy, Shay. Mm-hmm. I went nuts. I bought the tile. Joel's like, we're, why are you buying tile? Like, are, we were not ready for this yet. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I Mm -hmm. cannot take it anymore. And I went bonkers. I hired Aiden to put down the hardy board and do all the like stuff I didn't want to do. I put ended up putting down the hardy board, half of it in the upstairs bathroom. And I got a five gallon bucket Mm -hmm. and a a drill and the mixer paddle thing. And I went crazy. There's no grout yet. I don't care. Mm-hmm. There's floor. There's floor. There is no more plywood. And it was just like where I would do three tile after dinner, three tile right after math lesson. I would just keep a little at a time, little at a time, yeah. you know, finding pockets. And mm-hmm. it made me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, I mean, but you also do the type of downtime where you like actually rest. I do. You know, sometimes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I, I find my rest downtime in the evenings. I've found at this stage in my life by 730, <laughs> I am done. Yeah. I cannot 
say one more word. I It's really pathetic, actually. I feel bad for my family. My posture changes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, to please don't make me talk anymore. I tuck Junior in. I sing his songs. I can't wait. I love it. It's very tender time, but I like, I cannot wait to get the words out of my mouth and just be done talking. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just that. So what do you do in the downtime at night? Like, what do you do after that? How do you? Um, lately I've been watching shows with my girls mm-hmm. or with my kids. Like we'll just pile up on the bed and watch something. So Joel finishes tucking junior in and he falls asleep every single time. Mm-hmm. So then I've got like about an hour and a half till I see him again. And so the kids and I hang out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's a nice way to do that sometimes. You yeah. Know? It's usually on my bed. Like I just want to be in my bed yep. by that point. So they all pile be up. Be horizontal. Whoever's going to join me piles up around me. And yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish that I could draw in the evenings. I wish I could do yeah. uh, more hobbies in the evening. I just, I, I can't. I, I see Amelie and she's in her room drawing until 9.30 and I just don't have the, I know. it makes me Do you sad. Remember the, I wish um, I could utilize my evenings a little bit better, but I'm, I just am done. 7.30, mm-hmm. I just am done. There was a really great movie, Open Range with Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. I love that movie. Okay. Well, I love Westerns okay. it's, and that is one of my favorite Westerns. When they had the dog and she, they, he said, Robert Duvall says, and maybe it was Kevin Costner. I don't remember. He said, still got the heart, not the legs. <laughs> we quote that all the time. All the time. Because when you do, when you have kids or when you're older, um, mm-hmm. th- that is your pocket. That is your downtime when the kids are asleep. Uh, then the kids start staying up later. And then yeah. you get older. And then you get tireder. And right. it's really difficult. You know, Stu and I both yeah, have it's hobbies, not the same, but like you can't do those at nine at night. Mm-mm. It's not going to happen. I can't. I can't. I mean, I, no, I'm like asleep by about nine oh seven on most nights. That's very because I know I'm going to wake up. Oh, it's early. Yeah, no, it's I mean pathetic. that's a weird indirect time. You could have just said nine. No, I'm just saying like I'm like uh, I lay down <laughs> at nine and I'm okay. Out gotcha. By, yeah. When I was younger, I had a hard time going to sleep. I don't have any problems going to sleep now. Mm-hmm. Just clunk. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. That's tricky because then you sort of have to manage your downtime between what you want to do, what you need to do. Like mm-hmm. my mom always said, you know, she w- she worked full time as a mom. And she's like, you have no idea the, the amount of nights that you girls were asleep. And I would spend the night mopping the floor in my down, quote mm-hmm. downtime. You know, mm-hmm. like that's when I had to clean the house because when else was I going to do it? We had to get up the next day and do the whole thing all over right. again. And so mm-hmm. um, I guess, you know, in a way we kind of need to see it as a gift that we have downtime in which we can either knock out a project that's been really irritating us or we can tend to stuff we actually need to do. Um, I think of it as downtime when I get to put like a podcast on an iron tablecloths and such. Yeah. That- yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I think everybody's uh, idea of downtime is different. So mm-hmm. for me, downtime starts at 3.30. I put on a podcast and I start bringing things out of the cooler to make dinner, lining up everything I need. That's like my 
sweet spot. I love it. The kids, well, there goes mom. She either got her music on or a podcast. Yeah. She must be making dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, when we say making downtime fun again, like I don't, everybody's at different stages of life. So like think back to the trenches. Like, when you have downtime there, like oh I don't think there's, there's certain stages of life where I don't think you have to be about doing the next thing and yeah. or feeling guilty about not attending to your hobbies. If your downtime needs to be a nap or just absolutely nothing while while a little person is sleeping. I think uh, with young moms, there was always this feeling like, I got to get stuff done while they're sleeping. I have to be effective, productive, you mm-hmm. know. The world really won't come to an end if you just need to not do anything. Mm-hmm. Or do something super indulgent that you absolutely don't have time to do when they're mm-hmm. under your skirts, you know? Like take a bubble bath. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. It's winter, we're getting organized, we're getting clean, we are washing our sheets from American Blossom Linens, softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets here on the show. You know this as fans of vintage linens. These are the best sheets ever. Shay and I love to call them modern vintage, and you need to be sleeping on them with a process called combing. All the rough fibers are pulled through these American-made, Texas-grown cotton sheets. This creates the softest, most beautiful sheets for your home. You will love them. I know you're in the mood to spruce things up. You want to make things fabulous for your home, beautiful. You want to survive winter in style. Do that with American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use this equally as beautiful coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off sheets, duvets, towels, beautiful linens that I know you will love as much as Shay and I do. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HomemakerChic20. Mm-hmm. I used to do that when my it got a little bit harder. The more kids you have, everything gets a little bit more tangled. But you sure. also get better. And I do think mm-hmm. um, that's another question we get a lot. It's like, how do you have so many kids? Like, how do you do it with so many kids? But you get better at it. It's like anything else. You skill you up do. at it. Your first yeah. kid, you're like, what do I even do with this thing? How do I entertain it? Like, what mm-hmm. am I supposed to do? I mean, I remember I posted this really pathetic picture of Georgia, and we had one basket of toys. She couldn't have been more than like 10 months old. Okay. And we had one plastic 
dollar store bin of, of toys. And she had pulled it on the floor and scattered them around. And I remember posting this on the blog. I'll remember it distinctly. And I was just like, oh, even when she makes a big mess, she's still so sweet. I'm like, that is not a big mess. The stupidest thing you could ever show to anybody who's had children. But at the time, for me, it was big. It was like, no one's ever just undone my work before. Like, mm-hmm. what is this creature who just, you know, I just cleaned the living room and now she's pulling the pillows off of the couch and, you know, she's spreading her toys about and all that. Thank you. Um, She's spreading her toys about and all that kind of stuff. And I just remember you do, you get better though. Like, you do. When my fourth one did that, I was like, good for you. Sit there for three hours, please. <laughs> like, I don't care. Right. right. As long as you're not covering something in a Sharpie, that's fine. Smearing something on your body, that's fine. But you don't, you just don't know that until you know it. That's funny. I never thought about the getting better aspect because, yeah, by the time I had a couple, I thought, I mean, obviously there are challenges still, temperaments and, but, I thought as far as like routine and managing, like I, I got I got this. There's going to be fluctuations. Yeah. There's going to be more laundry some weeks than other. Obviously, it's not like yeah. I run the house efficiently, but I do re- remember feeling, oh, this is, yeah. I've, I've gotten better yeah. at this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very much so. So if you are in those trenches right now, um, just be gentle with yourself. I mean, be gentle. We yeah. get asked all the time to talk about like young, young moms in the trenches. And I think for both of us, that's actually kind of a still kind of a difficult place to go mentally. Um, because it's, it's a trench. It's a really difficult trench. Um, and also like, I'll just say that I don't feel guilty about this. Like, I wasn't that great at the little years. I mean, I, I slept tra- and trained my babies and I nursed them and I was present. I mean, it wasn't like that, but hmm. – and I enjoyed them. I loved the baby stage. I loved it, but it was freaking hard. Those two, three-year-olds, like, where you're really having to train them and mm-hmm. deal with disobedience and, like, just the – Can't take your eye oh off Oh, my gosh. Them. It yeah. was so yeah. – hard for me and i know i'm not alone in that because i've talked to enough moms to know um and moms my age would say hey don't worry it gets better and you'd be like shut up you know Mm -hmm. what do you know i'm gonna be in this stage forever and then you keep having kids and you kind of perpetually stay in this stage forever but i just have to say like i think some women are better at that some women have more patience my sister-in-law is that way she is the patience of a saint like she does Mm -hmm. not get upset she doesn't get riled she doesn't get phased she loves it i loved it when they got a little bit older you know Mm -hmm. and in a way it's sad but in a way it was like this is i like us being able to talk i like you being able to use the bathroom like this is this is nice i like this (laughs) i like you being able to use the bathroom it's true (laughs) i i do think you know it is like labor too uh there's something about the the trenches i i feel a lot when i talk with uh young young moms of young kids the struggle is made worse by fighting it um yeah i want to be an entrepreneur i want to do this i don't have time for my hobbies i can't actually like this is what you're supposed to be doing right now so when you're just constantly fighting it in your heart or physically yeah 
you're staying in a constant state of angst. Yeah. This is what my day looks like. I will spend this amount of time sleep training, this amount of time wiping off countertops really quick. Like these are no greater expectations. Yep. If you if you can look at it like this is just what is happening right now and it won't always be like this. You take pressure off, you can find more joy in the moment and yeah. uh you can celebrate the down when the downtime appears. You're not in such a like frantic, angry, frustrated, miserable state. You can identify it and go, "Oh, there's my pocket." Yep. That's so true. But I think there's so much to be said for not for just looking at Whatever it is, if it's a three-year chapter or a five-year chapter, um, I don't mean to say lower your expectations, but like pragmatically look at mm-hmm. what this phase of life is going to look like. And there will be things you can't do mm-hmm. and things that overwhelm you and things you can do and ways that you thrive and areas where you just cannot participate because mm-hmm. it's too much. Just call it. Stop fighting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really thought about it like that, but I think that's probably a huge reason of why I felt those tension in those young years, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, We were doing a lot with the blog and writing books and we had no money. I mean, everything was Mm -hmm. just, there was tension everywhere. And so instead of just calling it and just saying, this is, this is going to be what it is, you know, I tried to like strong arm through it, probably fought it more than I should have Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Looking back, if when you were at different stages, like how has downtime, how has it changed for you? Or have you always kind of done the same thing? Um, I think I've pretty much always done the same thing. I've always tried to um, get a handle on the house. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do because that helps me be sane than when they're awake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and work. Yeah. So the work has always, you know, it's changed over the years, but, oh, and garden, you know. Yeah. Yep. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. In the summertime, in the springtime, also in the fall. So basically every time, (laughs) except for winter, um, when I have downtime, that's where I go. Sometimes it's productive. Sometimes it's putzing. But it's sort of Mm -hmm. just an opportunity to like, what can I do to sort of just step out for a moment? It's like people used to do. I'm going to I'm gonna step out and have a cigarette. Then I'll step back in. You know, there was like the actual stepping out and stepping in process. And I think that there's something to that. Like, I'm just going to take 10 minutes, collect my thoughts. And then I'll come back inside and like mm-hmm. take the next thing. And sometimes that's all the downtime you get is 10 minutes before the next meal. It It is. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big misconception that at, that that there's more than that quite often. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a lot of little pockets. Yeah. And you are going to know uh, what's best for you to do in those pockets if you're choosing to sit down and 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 you want to take a load off and scroll Instagram. Then you're, but you're angry because nothing's getting done. Then you have to look at yourself and go, "Well, I'm not handling my downtime well." Then because we all have time for what we make time for, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes I think we especially. As homemakers, like decision fatigue. Oh my gosh. Is a real thing. So when their kids like, can I have another banana? You're like, I actually don't know. (laughs) 
I'm making yeah, dinner in 30 minutes. Thing. You've had two today. Like, I don't know what is the best thing to say here. It can be right. really difficult. And so what I try to do, what I have done, do you remember back in like season one or season two when we made the pit list? Okay, mm-hmm. pit stands for another word. It's full of caca that you don't want to do anymore. You don't want to do it, but it's on you to do it or mm-hmm. um, it needs to be done. It'll be really good feeling when it's done. Sometimes it's nice to have a running pit list of just small things. So like yeah. I talked about this, like I just needed to order the tile. It was going to take me 10 minutes. I could have easily wasted that 10 minutes on Facebook or on Instagram or watching a YouTube video about shark attacks because that's what I do. My algorithm is just rescued puppies and drone shots of great white sharks. <laughs> that's all it is. Oh it's amazing. <laughs> I have it exactly where I want it. <laughs> um. But it's easy to just be like, I'll just spend 10 minutes, you know, sipping my morning latte while the kids are finishing up their math, watching shark videos. Or I could look at the pit list. And I don't mean you have to be productive all the time, but it's it's one of those things that works opposite. You think, oh, this is going to take something from me. Instead of resting and recharging, it's going to take something from me. No, because when you do something that needs to be taken care of, whether it's Maybe it's moving a load of laundry. Maybe it's taking a nap. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's actually stepping right. away from the work. Uh, maybe it's just getting in the shower and making sure you get your teeth brushed. Maybe it's loading the dishwasher. Maybe it's ordering a t- tile sample. You get done with that little 10-minute thing, and all of a sudden, it snowballs. And you're like, okay, whew, I actually feel a weight off of me. That work yes. actually gave me more energy. The energy I exerted mm-hmm. came back more. And then it snowballs and then you're able to do the next thing and do the do the next thing. Um, and I think it's it is when I get really grouchy at night and I start biting people and I start really mm-hmm. being unproductive or or lazy with my time or effort, that's usually a symbol like you need to be done. Any effort that you put yeah. out now is actually just toxic. <laughs> Counterproductive. Like yeah. you need it's not worth you it. need to just it's not yeah, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You need to just call it. You need to go curl up in a bath, listen to something, and go to bed. You just need to go to bed, frankly. Mm-hmm. And I think that just comes with wisdom, maybe, do you think, or experience of just – Yeah, I think so. I think experience. Like, that's what that's where, what I mean when I talk about going to bed early. Like, I've just realized it. there is no fruit being born yeah. <laughs> from me trying to just muscle through more. Yeah. In fact, yeah, it actually could take the fun out of what you're doing, even if it's something that you mm-hmm. usually enjoy. Yeah. You know? Um, and it could take a lot more effort <laughs> than mm-hmm. what it needs to. But, you know, when you're just upset about it. Mm-hmm. I think it um, – I had this stupid project. It was so dumb. Um when we moved into this house, we had this like 70s or 60s popcorn ceiling in our dining room. Oh, yay. And underneath it was beautiful lumber. But Stuart put the – like we are not pulling that down. <laughs> We're not doing that mm-hmm. right now. We had just gotten the floors refinished. We're not pulling down the ceiling. And God only knows what's actually underneath there. There could be openings, yeah. you know. We have, yeah, it might not be consistent. Exactly. We have no way of yeah. knowing what's actually up there. And at that point, when you, you see the edge, too late. you think, ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you get two feet in. <laughs> yeah. So instead, right. we did this tongue and groove planking that we got at Lowe's mm-hmm. over the top of it. And it's worked great. It's very charming, and I love it. But 
We did this six years ago and we have not had vent covers on our events for six years. Just holes in the ceiling, you know, mm-hmm. so bothersome. And wouldn't you know, like I made my pit list of these small things that were just eating at me. Like you don't realize it. And then every time when, once you're aware of it, you're like, oh, there's a friction point. There's a friction point. There's a thing. Um, I finally just got the vent covers and I painted them and I put them up and it took me, I don't know, seven minutes, seven minutes for six years of grief. <laughs> uh, it's like my uh, toilet paper uh, holder in the downstairs bathroom. Like the screw is not screwed all the way into no. the wall. So it flaps yeah. around every time I pee, I get angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is a perfect time of year to do that, to be really become the boss of your downtime. Mm-hmm. Because no, like we aren't here telling you you need to do this or not do this during downtime. Your downtime might be like going to stretch or working out or taking a shower, or cleaning your bathroom or reading a book or like, yeah, that's the great thing about downtime is like there's no right or wrong way to do it. And it's actually completely unique to the person doing it. Mm-hmm. Stuart does downtime a lot differently than I do. And my kids all do it differently than I do it. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. It's like everyone just go, just be free, do your thing, you know? Uh, but if you are the kind of person who likes to kind of get things in order, have a list so that when you go to do that thing, you just know what you need to do and you don't have to make another decision. You don't have to look around and get overwhelmed by all the stuff. You just know, oh, make a dentist appointment. Mm-hmm. The end. Drink. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. Make it good. Make it fun again. Well, did well, we do it? Did we make downtime fun again? I hope all so. Right. It's tomorrow's Friday, so we all get to to exercise that a little Very bit. Good. Make our decisions. What are we gonna yes. do? That's good stuff. Okay, ladies. Well, we'll see you guys back here Monday. I've literally just forgot what Monday. day of the week it was. Yes. Did we thank Toops & Company? We did not. I was just going to say, we need okay. to make sure that we thank our season 10 sponsor, Toops & Co. We are getting your messages and your emails. And so many of our you have already gotten your first order, which we are so happy to hear because you love it. And we knew you would. That's why we brought them on way back when. Mm-hmm. Because the products really are luxurious. They're luxurious and they're clean and they work wonderfully. So we want you to visit toopsandco.com. And whether you're a skincare junkie or a makeup junkie, they have a lot there for you to choose from. These are very clean cosmetics and cleaners. So a really wonderful thing to transition. Transition your junky chemical stuff out with Toops and Co stuff. Um, if you're not sure where to start, the charcoal bar, the glow serum, the face primer, that would be a really beautiful place to start. And a tallow bomb mm-hmm. as well. Um, use the coupon code CHIC10 when you check out from Tubes & Co. And you'll get 10% off your order for this season for being a Homemaker Chic listener. Fabulous. Yes. I told you on Monday I ordered. I think my order comes today. So Can't wait. Good stuff. All right, ladies. I'm like totally out of face <laughs> primer. So got to have it for yes. the weekend. Okay, right. we'll see you guys back here we'll on, see Monday. You guys on Monday. Cheers. Cheers.